Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. All right, how many were here last week and heard uh, part two of the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand. You were here? Well, we're going to finish and conclude this series today on the Holy Spirit. Amen? But uh, how many are excited about our potluck? Come on, let's get real here. You excited a little bit? So am I. So am I. We love having you over at the house. And uh, you know what? That's one of the great things. And I always want to remind myself of that. When we prayed and bought that house a couple of years ago, we prayed that we would use it for ministry. And we are using it for ministry. And we're having you over, not just Bible studies, small groups, but potlucks, fellowshipping, just praying for one another, hanging out with one another. How many know those are great times? Those are great times. And we're going to have many more of those in heaven. Amen? Amen. Well, last week I, I talked to you about the spiritual energy uh, crisis, just like there was a energy crisis back in the 70s. How many remember that? Okay, you're basically admitting that you're older than, I won't even fill in the blank. But those days were, were long lines at gasoline stations. Remember those long lines? Waiting sometimes even blocks just to get gas because... Yes, yes, odd even and all that business. I had forgotten that my mom had told me about those things. Um, but at any rate, much the same way, there's a spiritual energy crisis. And I want to talk to you this morning. I've titled this, The Holy Spirit, The River of Life. The River of Life. So again, the reminder here this morning, I'm going to start off with this. Christ has invited all of us who are thirsty for God's power in their lives to come and be filled with His Spirit. Amen? Amen? All of you are invited to receive from Christ. Amen? And I, I want to have you turn to John chapter 7. If you have your Bibles this morning, John chapter 7, we're going to read from verses 37 through 39. John chapter 7. Everybody say that with me. John chapter 7. John chapter 7. 37 through 39. Why don't you stand with me as we read this text where I will be speaking from this morning. John chapter 7. This is taking place during a Jewish holiday known as the Feast of Tabernacles. So there were many, many people there at this time when Jesus here is speaking. So I'll pick it up in verse 37. It says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone, first of all, repeat with me the word anyone. anyone. Thank you. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Yes. He or whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But verse 9, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. But the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word, which is truth, it endures forever. It's unchanging. We thank you, Lord, that here we are over 2,000 years later, that this word still applies to us today here in American Canyon. So, Father God, I pray your anointing, your blessing upon it. May we be hearers of your word to receive it. And we pray that in Jesus' name. 
Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Did you, did you catch that in that text? Jesus here is basically equating himself with God. He's, he's stating that here. And that's why throughout the Gospels, the Pharisees wanted to stone him because they couldn't understand how Jesus was equating himself to Almighty God. And here again, he is saying that if anyone thirsts, He's basically saying, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of him shall flow rivers of living water. And that was only attributed to God, Almighty God. In the Old Testament, there's scriptures about God, the river of life, the, river, the, the spirit that would flow out and, and, and fill you. And here Jesus is saying that he's that one. So you could see why he was getting into trouble, contradicting what the Jewish people at that time thought. Amen. Here's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about the gift of living water, but I want to talk to you about being careful, being leery of just becoming so intellectually biblical, biblically, being, being so intellectual biblically. It's great to know this word of God because it doesn't, it doesn't change. This word of God endures forever. How many know that? Yes. Amen. But we can become so intellectual biblically that we, for, we, 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 can only, we only approach so much of it that, that we can neglect what God wants to give us through his word. Amen. We may be able to quote it left and right, but have we experienced what God has for us? Amen. Amen. You know, there, there's an old expression, I'm going to butcher it, but, but it goes something like this, that that you're never at the mercy of, of, of someone who has an experience. Uh, I, I forget how it goes exactly, but how many have ever had a, a personal experience with God where you know God met you, God, God touched you, and, and not just happened once, but maybe multiple times? That, that should be the majority of us, right? And, and that's what I'm talking about here. We're longing in this world, in this day and age, for a spiritual experience. We can go back to the 60s, you know, the generation that, that I'm familiar with, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. But the 60s, they were longing for a spiritual experience. Man, it was acid, man. They were going to go on a groovy trip. They were going to go and check out far different galaxies by, you know, you know what I mean? There was, there was est. There were, there were different groups back in that time that were twisting basically the word of God to give you an experience. So you have to be careful when I say, have you experienced something? Because there is the God experience and there is a demonic experience. Okay, how many know that? There, there are religions today. Uh, I could tell you people I know that are affiliated with, with new age churches that are so far off in la-la land that would blow you away. Um, there's, there's L. Ron Hubbard, Scientology, Dianetics. There's all sorts of things that take you out on this far out trip. Amen? Mm -hmm. And they give you an experience. You will have an experience in these places. But again, we have to be careful. What does the Word of God say in comparison to that experience? Does it match up to the Word of God? Yeah. That's always going to be your ruler, your judge right here is the Word of God. Amen? So again, Jesus is offering the Holy Spirit to anyone who thirsts. Are you thirsty today? Yes. Are you thirsty? Yes. I know we're hungry today. 
But are you thirsty? Are you thirsting for the things of God? Amen? So let me talk to you, number one, about the gift of living water. What it is and who it's for. What it is and who it's for. Amen. Jesus, if you look at verse 39 again, Jesus gives an invitation to come and drink living water. Living water here is synonymous with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Okay, I want you to get that this morning. It's synonymous with the baptism in the Holy Spirit. There's a scripture of prophecy in the book of Joel. Joel chapter 2, verses 28. It says, 28 through 29. Joel says this, In the last days, in the latter days, I will pour out my spirit, the Bible says. How many believe we're in the last days today? We are in the last days. And God's spirit is being poured out like never before. There are, there are many more miracles happening that have, that have never occurred in the past. People are having a deep desire, a spiritual longing for God because they see what's going on in our world. They see the, the school shootings. They see the disasters, the fires, the hurricanes, the earthquakes, the things that are occurring in our day and age. Our government squabbling with different countries on the brink of nuclear war. We've never seen all the things that we're seeing now. And people are longing for a spiritual change, a spiritual experience. Amen? That is why Joel prophesied that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Because we as people were desiring and are desiring a change. How many are desiring a change for this world? Because the way it's going is not good. It's not good, amen? John, in, in chapter 7, verse 39, again, it says, The Spirit whom those who believed in were later to receive is referencing the day of Pentecost. Remember last week, I spoke to you, and that video touched on when the apostles and approximately 120 people, including the mother of Jesus, were in the upper room in Jerusalem when the Holy Spirit fell on them and the Bible says a rushing mighty wind came in and baptized them in the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other languages, the Bible says. And that was the baptism of the Holy Spirit that I've been talking to you about. Here, this is a reference to it. The Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive, is again a reference to the day of Pentecost, that day in Jerusalem. Amen? Baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now again, we, we talked about what is that for? It's for power for service. It, the word that's found in, in Acts chapter 1-8, it says that he will give us power. That word power comes from the, the Greek word dunamis, which is where we get our word dynamite from. Power. Above and beyond anything that you're capable of doing, God gives you that power to witness that's the primary purpose. He doesn't give you the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that you can feel like you're a stronger Christian, a better Christian, a special Christian. God forbid. No. You're all the same in God's eyes anyways. He's giving you that to empower you to witness to other people. How many speak to others on a regular basis? I mean, just in your natural conversation. It really should become a natural part of your conversation. You're working out at the gym and, man, God is good today, isn't he? Or, I don't, there's a million ways you can come up with some conversation, especially at Walmart. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen? I'm just picking on Walmart. Here I go again, right? But 
there's many occasions to just begin a conversation with the Lord. And, and, and you never know when that opens up a door with someone that's listening to you. Someone may need to hear you encourage them that day. Someone may need you to hear, to hear uh, you say how good God is, that if they just hold on, if they just continue to have faith, that God is going to come through. And we have that power in us through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So again, the gift of the Holy Spirit is for all people. Everybody say, all people. Doesn't matter, black, white, red, yellow, brown, you, you name a color, you name a language, it's for all people, just kind of like what I'm looking at right here, all people, amen? The gift is for all people everywhere. Jesus said, anyone and whoever, anyone and whoever, anyone and whoever, amen? Joel's prophecy was that the Spirit would be poured upon all people, all people, it's not for a select few. It's not just for the apostles. It's not just when the Bible was written and then it's over. The Bible says it's for all people. All people. Amen? Any person, man, woman, child, can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Point number two. What is the result of receiving living water? Living water. Let me just share with you real quick. When I went to Israel a few years ago, I remember... How many have heard of the Dead Sea? You've heard of the Dead Sea. You know why they call it the Dead Sea? Because there ain't no living thing in it. It's dead. It's dead. You go there, it's a, a water, uh, a body of water filled with salt. And everywhere around the shoreline, even in the middle of the water, you'll see salt crystallization formed. And there's nothing that lives in that water because of the salt contact, content. You won't see fishermen out there throwing their nets like you do in the Sea of Galilee, where I went. You won't see people on the bank fishing. In fact, you don't see anything. You can, we, we drove along that, that body of water for miles, it seemed like, and there was nobody out there because it's dead. It's dead. A body of water that has no outlet dies. It, it reminds me, as a child, we used to go and play in the Napa River, and we used to go fishing in the Napa River where I grew up. And in the summertime, there'd be a little creek there. And every summer, it would start to dry up. And it would just form a pool of water. And then pretty soon, the fish would be trapped in there. And after a few weeks, they'd start to die. Because there would be no oxygen, nothing flowing through there. It wasn't a river of living water at that moment. It was dead. It was there. It was still a body of water. It still had fish in it, but they were dying. They were dying. And, and so here, what I want to talk to you about is the result of receiving living water. See, the purpose, again, that God fills you with his spirit through the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so that you will have power overflowing out of you, coming out of you and helping you to witness, and helping you to be and fulfill what God has in store for you. Amen? Uh, how many believe that? So, in, in an addition, John 37, verse 37, On that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Let him come to me and drink. And when you do that, let me tell you what begins to happen. Let me tell you that you will now have the power to witness above and beyond your ability. You'll have power to overcome sin. You'll have a, 
an assurance that not only am, am I a child of God saved, but, but I'm going to heaven, I'm going to spend eternity with him, and nobody can steal that from me, that joy from me. You have that guarantee of your future redemption in heaven. The fruit of the Spirit just begins to just flow out of your life. You don't have to force yourself to be nice to anybody. It just comes out naturally. Amen? That's part, just a small part of the result of receiving living water. See, the, the confusion is that, and I don't want you to have this understanding that it's only for you just to, to be satisfied, just to say, well, I've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I'm so full of God and my tank is full and my, my, I've received the living water in me and I'm good. No, it's not for that reason. You're, you're being selfish if, if that's your thought. It's not for that at all. In fact, God doesn't want us to be satisfied with that alone. He wants to have that living, living water flowing from within you, flowing out. Don't be the Dead Sea. Don't be the Dead Sea. That, that can't give out. Be the Sea of Galilee. That flows out. It's a living body of water. Let it flow out of you so that you can show the gift of God that he's given you. Amen? See, Acts 1.8 that I quoted, where it says you will receive power. It says in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Again, the power is to empower you to be a witness for Christ. God wants you in every facet of your life whether it's here at church, out here on the street, at home, at the laundromat, at Walmart, to be a witness for Christ, Amen. to be a witness for Him. Amen? Yes. The book of Acts, how many, how many have read the book of Acts where you know the, the miraculous stories that have taken place? This was the birth of the, of the early church. Um, and so throughout the book of Acts, you see these miraculous signs and wonders that took place after the Holy Spirit was given on the day of Pentecost. Prior to that, you don't see any of the disciples, any of the believers performing any of these signs and miracles. Now, Jesus did, but, but prior to that, none of the disciples did. And Jesus was saying that once you're in contact, once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the rivers of living water, out of you will flow this power, this dunamis, and not only for witnessing, but people get healed. People get healed. Sound mind, body, physically. People get healed, amen? And out of, out of us shall flow rivers of living water. Now let me ask you a question this morning. How many want to be used by Christ this morning? Raise your hand. Do you want to be used by Christ this morning? Amen, amen. That should be all of us. And, and at different times in your life... God's prepared you for different stages of your life. So, for example, if you're a young person this morning, there's a lot of things you can do versus when you're much older in age, uh, there's certain things you can't do any longer. There's certain ages, certain, certain generations, certain um, times, lifespans that we go through, and, and God ministers to us through that. Amen? And, and so what I mean by that is God has called you all to witness, number one. Every one of you, it doesn't matter how young, how old you are today, God has called you to witness. How many know that sometimes our life is, a, is the greatest witness? Our life, without uttering a word. Uh, I believe, uh, I may be wrong on this, in fact, I think I'm wrong on this, but 
I believe it was uh, St. Ignatius. Maybe I, I, I can't correctly recall at this moment. But somebody in the course of history said, be a witness, be a witness to others, and if necessary, use words. If necessary, use words. That's what I'm talking about. Does your life lead an example where people can see your life? And as my brother Dan has often said in small groups, if a jury were to try to convict you of being a Christian, could they? Would there be enough evidence to convict you of that? You know, that's something for you to think about. So again, we are called to be witnesses. Amen? Amen. Christ wants your life to be a, a venue through which the Holy Spirit can flow to other people. You are not to hold and hog this gift that he's given you. It's for other people. You know, that's the greatest thing that we, we understand as Christians is that God gave us a gift so that we can share it with other people. Aren't you thankful that my daughter Bianca and, and brother Dan up here don't just take that gift and just share it at home and nobody else gets to hear that gift? Right, of course. It'd be terrible and they would know that better than that. Amen? They would know better than that. So God has gifted each of you in the same way. You're to use that gift to bless others. Amen? Amen. Now, the third point here is, so what is the source of living water? Number one, Jesus is that source in John seven thirty seven Again, he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, not as Pastor Rick has said, but as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water, will flow rivers of living water out of you. Just as every river has a source, every river has a source, the stream of living water has a source. And that is Jesus Christ. Amen? So here's the other thing that we need to understand, knowing that Jesus is the source of living water, that if he's the source, we must go to him to receive that. We can't just be content to be here and, okay, it's going to fall upon me. It's going to, I'm going to receive it just by a metamorphosis. No, you got to step out of your comfort zone sometimes and begin to seek it, begin to ask him for that. How many know that this morning? So we come to Jesus by putting our faith in him. And as the scripture says here, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You must believe in him as the word of God says. Not as you might think, not as what you may have been taught, but as the scripture says. Amen? Faith in Jesus Christ is the key to receiving the Holy Spirit, the gift of God. Amen? You must put your faith in him. It starts with faith. It starts with trust. My daughters and I have been having a conversation about what is trusting God? And trusting God is is this, nothing more than this. It's total dependence upon God. Everybody say total dependence. dependence. That's hard, isn't it? That's not easy as it sounds. It's not easy to trust God when you lose a job because it got burned down and there's no more place to go to work the next day. Sometimes that that can throw you for a bit of fear there. It's not easy if your home's getting foreclosed Hopefully none of you have had that experience. I haven't, but um, that would be a tough time to just say, Lord, I'm trusting you. How do I get through this? Yes. You know, there's many challenges in life. Yes. 
where you need to completely trust God. It's a lot harder to do it than it is to just say it. Amen? But that's what we need to have is that trust in Him. That whoever believes in Him will be filled with rivers of living water. You must put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You must believe that He wants to fill you with that Holy Spirit. And real quickly, I'll just share that story again. When I was 24, 25, uh, I remember it was a July 4th, and I had been praying for this. I said, well, Lord, I had never heard about this gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit evidenced by speaking in tongues, and I thought that was so weird at first. But as I told you last week, I, I really believe that's why the Lord says in the book of James that he has the power to tame the tongue. Only he has that power uh, and so therefore he can choose to do whatever he wants to do. Amen. And, and so this gift was evidenced by speaking in tongues. So on this night, I remember coming to pray and I said, Lord, if this gift is for me, I'm going to pray for it. If it's not, don't give it to me. I don't want it. And so that night I came with faith, believing, trusting that if it was for me, he's going to give it to me. And that night I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I was baptized prior to the service with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Spoken tongues for the very first time in my life. And that was the gift of the Holy Spirit. But I had to have faith to believe that it was for me. I had to have trust to know that God, you do desire that I, I should have that. Amen. Now it didn't make me unsaved. I want to make that clear again this morning. Just because I have not spoken in tongues doesn't mean I'm not saved. I don't want you to think that. I would be way off if, I, if I'm trying to or sharing that. Uh, you are saved by the grace of God. Amen? Amen? Let me say that again. You are saved by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. No works, nothing, nothing you can do that can save you. This is independent of that. Amen? Now, faith again in Jesus Christ is the key to receiving this gift And I want to just share with you here three approaches that you can take on receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit or this living water. Number one, you can stay here on the riverbank right here where it's nice and comfortable and never be saved like I was back when I was in my 20s because I didn't grow up in in church reading my Bible, praying. I, I didn't grow up in that. I didn't have that experience. I could have chosen to to stay right here on this bank right here. I'm not going to church on Sundays. I can sleep in. I can can go do my party lifestyle. I can do whatever I want. I was comfortable there. I can choose to do that. Or, number two, you can come in and step in. Just go knee deep right up to here. Okay, I'm wet. How how many have ever gone into a pool? People, come on, jump into the pool. And you're like, nah, nah, because you don't like to swim. Or maybe you don't like cold water. And then you finally go, okay, and you go in knee deep. And like, that's good enough, right? And everybody's telling you, come on, jump in. Knee deep doesn't cut it. Knee, Knee deep spiritually, what I'm referring to here is, say, when you first receive Christ, You've received the the salvation experience. Christ has come and filled you at that moment with his spirit. That's called being saved. Amen? Amen. John chapter 3. That's the experience there, being born again. That's knee deep right here. That's knee deep. But what I'm talking about is jumping in and being completely immersed. Just like the word baptism where we get our word baptizo, which means to be immersed, completely immersed. 
That's what the Lord is desiring for you. He wants you to jump in head first. He's saying, jump in. There's no halfway about this experience. You jump in all the way, amen? And when you begin, and when you do that, you begin to operate in the power of his Holy Spirit, in the anointing of his Holy Spirit, amen? There's a power that you receive when you jump in all the way, amen? I think far too often we're comfortable with an intellectualized gospel. Do you know what that means? Just knowing it. Just knowing it. Well, I know it. Um, I used to know this this pastor, a friend of mine, he could quote, he, he knew the, he, they called him the walking Bible. And not only could he quote the Bible, he could quote the King James Bible, which is probably the most difficult version to quote. He could quote any scripture, any scripture in the Bible. He had it, he had a photographic memory is what he had. How many have ever known anybody with a photographic memory? It's amazing. It's, that's a gift. And he used it as a minister. So he would bring his Bible, but he'd never open it up because he could just read the sermon text. Right? He'd say, okay, I want you to turn to yada yada book, and he'd read the whole chapter, and he'd be, wow. And, you know, again, I say that because he not only had the intellectualism up here, but he had also jumped in head first, amen? He had taken that plunge, amen? But again, we have to be careful because it, knowing the Bible is key. Knowing the Bible is key. But don't stop there. Don't stop there. Pursue him. Say, Lord, I want more of you. I want want all you can give me. I I want all you can give me. I don't want to just be satisfied with with just a cup, with just a a morsel. Like today, you you can go back for seconds. You're going to go back for thirds and fourths if you want at my house for Thanksgiving. The Lord wants to be the same way. He wants to give you as much as you want of Him. He's not going to hold back from you. How many have experienced that today? That He's not going to hold back from you. When we are baptized and filled with the Spirit, we're also fully yielded to Him and allowing Him to work through us. Amen? When we are fully, when we are baptized and filled with the Spirit, we're, what we're really saying is, Lord, we're yielding to your way. We're, we're moving ourselves out of the way. We're saying, get out of the way, Rick, and let God. Let God. Amen? Yes. So again, real quick, number one, I just wanted to touch this again. The gift of the living water, what it is and who it's for. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Who's it for? Everybody, anyone, all people, everywhere. Number two, the result of receiving living water is power, anointing, and witnessing, power to overcome sin, and so forth. Three, what is the source of living water? Well, it's Jesus. Jesus is the source of the stream of living water. Jesus is the source of that living water. And then finally, as we close this morning, I just want to ask you this morning, if you're thirsty to be filled with his presence, again, if you're thirsty, you know, one of the things I saw last week is I'm praying for people. You have to remember this. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, when they were in the upper room, prior to receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they were praying. They were worshiping. They were vocally, verbally worshiping Almighty God. They weren't like this. There's times and moments for that. 
Don't get me wrong. But at that moment, they were worshiping. And that's when the Bible says, not Pastor Rick, the Bible says that a sound like a rushing mighty wind came upon them and baptized them with the Holy Spirit. See, there's, there's something that happens when you begin to worship God. Have you ever been in that place where it's just you by yourself? And, and when you come to pray, you can be by yourself, you and God. It doesn't matter that there's 30 people, 40 people, whatever around you. It should just be you and God when you worship him. You block everybody else out and you say, Lord, I'm here. I give you my all. I yield to you, Lord. Have your way, Lord, in my life. And when you begin to do that, the Lord just wants to pour out more of himself into your life. And he wants to fill you and give you the desires of your heart. So, Lord, this morning, I pray this morning that you speak to everyone here. Lord, let's come before you this morning with open hearts. Let's move ourselves out of the way. Because we desire to have the power of God in our life to be a witness for you and to operate in your anointing, to operate the way you desire for us to operate, Father. So I pray that right now, that those that are hungering for you, those that are desiring you, Lord, would begin to praise you right now, would begin right even where they're at. Lord, it's that simple. Lord, we thank you this morning. We worship you.